1: Welcome, everybody, and thank you for listening to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today I want to talk about hyperactivity in cats. But before we jump into that, allow me to introduce my handsome co-host, Dewey Vaughn.
2: Hi, my beautiful love, and hello to all of you cat fans out there in this great big cat world. And it is a great big cat world. So, it looks like people want to hear about hyperactivity in cats, really.
1: Yeah, this week's theme was actually suggested by Lisa Emmerich, who's a a friend of mine and a cat sitter person and and a cat consult person also out of Las Vegas. And actually, she suggested that we talk about social maturity in cats, however, As I got to thinking about that, I I thought the real issue, or at least another related issue, might be hyperactivity. And uh, although she had mentioned sudden aggression between cats, and we can talk about that too, but I, I thought... A lot of people might interpret that as my cats are more active now. Why are they being so active? They used to be calm and sleeping together. And now all of a sudden it's, it's changing and they're, and they're active. And I think people would interpret that as hyperactivity. But it's hyperactivity and social maturity and all that is just rolled into one big cat ball topic. A big cat
2: ball topic. A cat ball topic. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Really? uh, So you mentioned social maturity in cats. What is that?
1: Well, the textbook answer is that social maturity is about making decisions that are complex, minimizing the costs of social errors, and working within the group. And this happens in cats somewhere between two and four years of age. And during that two to four year time frame, the brain's neurochemistry is changing and often we'll see even litter mates beginning to fight.
2: So what's the human equivalent age of cats who are two to four years of age?
1: It's about 24 to 32 years old in in human years equivalency.
2: So cats reach social maturity later than humans do?
1: No, actually, earlier, because you know, men aren't fully emotionally mature until they're about eighty-five. No, I'm at forty-three. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and women Don't go
2: there. Don't go there at thirty-two. Another topic. Another topic. <laughs> what does that have to do with cats fighting?
1: Well. It's normal for cat owners to be puzzled by why their cats who've gotten along for years all of a sudden start having conflict, you know. And it's during this two to four year time frame that cats begin to take control of the social groups and their activities, which often leads to open conflict. You know, the cat's perception of resources, resource needs, um, may expand with social maturity,
2: Wow. That's interesting, isn't it? So, what can you do about it?
1: Well, it depends upon the individual situation, of course, but usually multiplying resources and expanding space helps to relieve some of the tensions. Also, you know, lots of good prey play to help burn off some of that excess energy always helps
2: which leads us to the hyperactivity part, right? Yes, it does. <laughs> How is the social maturity and hyperactivity connect- connected?
1: Well, some owners will interpret their cat's behavior as hyperactive when it's in fact just more ramped up, maybe would be a good way to say that, ramped up and and asserting itself to, you know, due to the social maturity.
2: But there's always another reason why cats are hyperactive, right?
1: Well, it could be. Um, it might not have anything to do with, you know, social maturity, but, I mean, it could be boredom, could be stress, could be just pent-up energy, too much time alone, Um. You know could just be a young cat like after they've taken a long nap and then they wake up you know like pico (laughs) he's (laughs) certainly hyperactive after his long naps oh
2: my goodness he is wound up but you know when you look at a cat just from from a distance i always think about wow they're sleeping a long long time and when they get up they really burn through a lot of that stuff, and hyperactivity just kind of helps them burn a lot of energy off. I, that's the way I see it. You know, I'm not the professional you are, but, you know, that I, I love to see him do that because it really makes me feel like he's alive, you know, and he's going places, but he's also destructive in that mode. You know
1: what going to stay until he bounces into a vase or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, so when a cat all of a sudden starts zipping around that's called hyperactivity right
1: well it can be that sudden zippy can also you know be due to some other things especially in older cats um it can be fleas biting them you know that'll cause them to jump and run you know and their and their skin will kind of oooj oooj their skin will crinkle <laughs> or crawl Oog, and, oog. How do
2: you spell uh, oog,
1: that? Oog. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good visual, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Oog,
2: oog. Okay, and a fine. lot of
1: people, you know, when that happens, a lot of people just, you know, a vet may diagnose it or people Google it and assume that it's it's feline hyperthesia syndrome you know, and that's called f h s, which is a lot easier to say than feline hyperthesia syndrome <laughs> <laughs> but but really, f h s is is relatively rare. and a lot of vets will jump to, you know, diagnosing that just because they don't have any other answer, of course, and they're not in the home and don't have the. Benefit of getting to do a full-on behavior consult to try to figure out why the cat's acting that way. But if the cat's like, if its skin is 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 you know, be sure to check really thoroughly for fleas. You know, because if it's running around, especially if their skin goes eat, eat and then they lick it and then they run around, that's usually a flea biting. So check check carefully for that. That. That can be part of zippies, and then of course, you know, young cat like Pico zippies all the time, daily zippies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, for those people that are taking notes out there, how how should they say the ee part? Ooj, <laughs> <The E-E-E-> ooj, <ooch. laughs> <laughs> and the ooj, <ooch>, ooj. <laughs> so, why is hyperactivity in a cat a problem?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked that cuz that is the magic question. You know, um a lot of it it actually leads a lot of people to surrender their cats to shelters and I didn't know this until this year. I took a a course, a continuing education credit course on on adolescent cats. And I thought, you know, this is interesting. Why do they have a course on adolescent cats? And the reason is a behavior course. And the reason is because you know, adolescent cats are hyper, and a lot of people can't deal with it. and i and I looked at the man presenting data and and he was saying that forty five percent of cats that are surrendered are, you know, are due to this, are in that age range. And I thought, that just doesn't seem right. That's, you know, that's not what I see in the shelters. So I contacted Dallas Animal Services because they're the third largest shelter in the, in the country and asked them to, to pull that data. And sure enough, 46% of the cats relinquished to DAS are six months to five years of age. And that really surprised me because you think, well, the shelters are a place people dump older cats or sick cats, not the case, you know, and and, because that's not counting, of course, all the teeny tiny kittens, the under six months. And that we always look at as being the biggest number of cats in the shelter. So if you take out the underage, you know, nursing litters people find and the six to five years of age, you know, the, the older cats are really a smaller number, which surprised me. But if you, you know, if you take, um, you know, if you take the hyperactivity, and you combine it with other symptoms, such as weight loss, or hair loss, or lack of appetite, it also may be due to a serious health issue, like um, hyperthyroidism is a good example. That's, that's one where, you know, a cat's Appetite will actually increase, and they'll be much more hyperactive. They don't sleep their normal 16 hours a day. So, you know, so you really got to kind of look at it in the context of of what's going on. What else has changed other than, you know, the cats suddenly becoming hyperactive? Is it because they're an eight-month-old kitten, or is it because they've reached social maturity?
2: Wow, well, so... What can somebody do to stop hyperactivity in a cat? And do you want to?
1: Well, similar to last week's episode on cat boredom, which is also, like I mentioned earlier, a cause of hyperactivity, you need to play every day with your cat. Pray play. Don't just kind of sit on the couch and toss a toy and be lazy. You got to get up and move like the prey and think like the prey and become one with the prey <laughs> and really get into that prey play. And you got to do it every day, at least once a day, at least, but preferably two or three times a day. You know, and and you don't have to do it long, just 10 minutes. You know, Jackson Galaxy calls it a refers to a simmer and boil method and what that means is you kind of work the cat up into a frenzy with prey play and then you let them calm down you let them simmer for a little bit and then work them back up into a frenzy and let them calm down for a minute Um, more toys that helps you know new toys because cats get bored with their toys they need new toys even if you go buy a bunch of toys or they get a bunch of them for christmas stash some of them away and introduce a new toy every now and then um cat tv helps i posted you know not that long ago i think it was on the boredom uh podcast that was last week uh, a rescue friend of mine who has all these cats in her house and they're all lined up around the tv and she said absolutely i do that when i need to get work done Because otherwise, they're up on my desk, walking across my keyboard, rubbing in my face, and I just turn on cat TV and they all go watch. And that helps them as well. Music helps um, perhaps another cat or a dog friend. A dog friend would be good. And and pheromones. Pheromones can definitely help that activity a little bit. And certainly help in a multi-cat household where you're starting to see some dominance assertion.
2: You know, I happened to think about some of the, what you were just saying, and I thought to myself, you know, why couldn't they listen to cat talk radio, too, since there's cat TV? <laughs> maybe you just put your cat, put some earbuds in, and let him just take a nap, listen to cat talk yeah, radio. <laughs> cause the
1: sound of our voices, like, me, to a cat. <laughs> they want to wow. see, they want to hear music and birds chirping and mice, you know whatever mice squeaking squeaking that's the word i'm looking for <laughs> yeah, my it. squeaking <laughs> squeakers
2: so what about cr- scratching posts food puzzles catios things of that nature Yeah,
1: absolutely all those things are, are excellent catios in particular i mean i just heard pico go out in his because you know that's their own cat tv they go out there and they got the big wide world to watch birds and you know if you don't have a a yard where nature just comes in on its own. Put bird feeders out there and squirrel feeders and call them in so that the cats can watch them. Definitely. And food puzzles. Yeah, that's excellent. I should have mentioned that. Those are great. Hide them. Scratching posts, really tall ones. Tall, tall ones because cats got to reach up and get a full-on back stretch. And then, you know, um, walks. Train your cat on a harness and leash and take it out for a walk. Pico loves that. We take him on little errands, you know, whenever, anytime we can to get him used to being in the car. In fact, there he goes. You can probably hear his little tags jingling. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we'll go later today, go run some errands and we'll scoop him up and take him with us. We took him to go pick up pizza the other night. You know, he likes little errand runs. And we have a stroller. You know, yesterday we loaded him up and took him over to the neighbor's house and we well, always trimming her cat's nails and, and he got to be there for that. And you know, um, all that kind of stuff is great. It you know, it's it's you know, bottom line is hyperactivity is something all cats do at one time or another, you know. So allow it. You'd said earlier, do we wanna stop it? Well, no, you don't want to stop it, you just wanna channel it to a, a better alternative, like we just talked about, catios, food puzzles, scratching posts, walks, rides in the car, strollers, that kind of thing, because just saying, I want to stop it, imagine it being like stopping your kids from running and playing, you know, I always say choose your battles with cats. This in hyperactivity, even when they crash into that vase unintentionally, you know, is not not the battle you want to pick with your cat. It's 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 natural. And I guess that's kind of the point of this episode. If you have a young cat or you have a cat that might be between two and four years of age, hyperactivity is probably going to be natural and it may look different in a young cat. It's going to be zipping around in a multi-cat household. In with cats that are between two and four, it may look like tension and stalking each other and and some aggression that you hadn't normally seen before. In fact, I posted on Facebook just yesterday about a a feline factoid Friday about social maturity and someone commented this would explain why my three year old cat has all of a sudden started bullying the other cats and urinating on the floor, you know, by the food bowls and stuff. And exactly, that's exactly the kind of behavior that you can see during social maturity and it's very important that you you know be hyper vigilant about multiplying resources litter boxes food scratching posts beds toys make sure that that cat feels like he has enough so he doesn't have to assert dominance and burn off that energy distract prey play that kind of thing so it's a it's clearly a real problem because you know like i said 46% of the cats surrendered to Dallas Animal Services which is was equal numbers to the national average you know are 6 months to 5 years of age so that tells us a lot that that that's a that's a period where things change and people perceive problems and decide to give up one or more of their cats and that's what we don't want that's why we do the show do not give up your cats. Hang in there with them. We can help.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things that I haven't heard you mention that you've taught me lately, which really works with Pico, is when he gets real active and hyper, is to go in there and get those little treats and throw them down the hallway and let him chase after them.
0: Yeah, you good know? Point. And, mm-hmm. and then
2: And then have him come back to you and give him a treat while you're standing there and then throw another one down the hallway. And let him do that run back and forth, back and forth, like you're mm-hmm. on a basketball court.
1: In and fact, let- it's it's doing two things. It's teaching him come, mm-hmm. because we teach come, you point your index finger to the floor and you bend over and your fingers, you know, six inches up off the floor and we say come and he knows to come to the finger. So when you toss the treat away, he's getting running exercise and burning off some of that energy. And then when you say come and he comes back and you're rewarding him again, it's it's actually doing two things at once. And you're so good at it, honey.
2: Yeah, I kind of like that piece. It's, you know, that... That uh, fetch kind of mode and, mm-hmm. and then come kind of modes it is looks like we're embarking on the dog side of things, <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> which is one of the reasons why a lot of people, in my opinion, uh, take dogs over cats because they feel like they can train a dog to do what they want to fetch and all that. But really, this is a great start to start showing how cats can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I th- I've always thought that was very good. So. If any of you guys out there have any suggestions for topics, email Molly at Molly at CatTalkRadio dot com. Yes. Please do.
1: And be sure to find us on Facebook. If you haven't already liked the page on Facebook, please do. It's Cat Behavior Solutions, Cat Talk Radio. And follow us on Instagram, too. I have to admit I'm a little more active on Facebook than Instagram. And then go to the website, catbehaviorsolutions.org or cattalkradio.com and check out our blog um, I post a lot there as well, and you'll find also, if you go to the homepage, there's a link to cool cat stuff, and that has categories of things like enrichment, which would be the category you should look under if your cat is hyperactive and has food and nutrition. And I put all my little secret stuff in there with links of where to buy things, so check that out too.
2: Yes, and I love the rugs and stones thing. That's really cool. I, th- I hope oh, people yeah. go out and take a look at yeah, that stuff. Yeah, in
1: fact, speaking of rugs, so what Dewey's talking about is, is I have on there a whole page dedicated to these washable rugs because, you know, it's inevitable. Cats throw up. They, you know, do stuff. Rugs get dirty. It's hard to clean them. You try to spot clean, and you can always see that spot. Well, I found these awesome rugs that are machine washable and yeah they fit in a standard size washing machine even like the eight by seven or eight five by eight or whatever the larger ones and um anyway there's a page on there and you can find that at rugs dot cattalkradio.com and then the stones wow once you have a cat that passes away or a or a dog or a loved one even there's this company that takes cremated ashes and converts them into these beautiful smooth stones that are white and they're so pretty and you can carry them with you you can put them in places your cat loved you can display them on the table you know whatever you want to do with them they're they're really really unique and and awesome and that you can find at stones.cattalkradio.com oh wow that's pretty cool i
2: didn't know you could do stones i I didn't know that that's cool Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i learned something new every day every time i do one of these shows i learned you should
1: do it go to stones.cattalkradio.com right now do you at your computer okay Here I go.
2: (laughs) Got it. Whoa. Look at that. (laughs) All right, everyone. Also, if you have learned something from one of our podcasts, consider sending us a gratuity donation. Any amount helps keep us show on the road, as we like to call it, or show on the air. Either way, it's a free service to you and others because we're going to keep doing this as long as... Shelter, Shelter euthanasia, euthanasia is, is the, the number, number one cause, cause of death in cats. And cats. <laughs> That's
1: better. <laughs> okay, that was better. Yay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next time, keep calm and
0: purr on. Bye, everybody. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.